Welcome back, nerds, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. So today we're talking about Stranger Things, season four. Yes. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Yeah, we watched it a little while ago, but I uh, just didn't get the chance to talk about it for infinite number of reasons. When we started watching this uh, some time ago, I realized that I didn't remember what happened <laughs> in season three at all. Yeah, there were parts that I was like, who is that? Or what, like, <laughs> they would talk about something and be like, what? what? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't, like, when I realized Hopper was, you know, in Russia and all this other stuff, I was like, I don't remember how you got there at all. Really? That was, like, the big ending. I know. I didn't remember what the, the whole plot line was with the, <laughs> the Russians. I remember their shit was going on with the portals and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all I really remembered was... Uh, Max and her brother being a being a thing, and like that being that was the plot that I remember. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Well, normally, when a new season of something that that we watch comes out, we will rewatch the previous seasons. But we did not do that this time. No. I mean, it catches you back up eventually. Yeah. Right. Uh, we were busy watching the boys as well. So the boys. Uh, also very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> um. So, just before we get into, like, the, the, the nitty-gritty cut-up stuff, uh, just compared to other seasons, what do you think? Um, I liked it. Mm. I did. Um, I think it was just as interesting and sad and <laughs> fun. Uh, had a lot of fun characters in it, uh, as the whole internet knows. <laughs> <laughs> Since they are in love with Eddie Munson. They um, sure are. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I feel like even if you don't watch Stranger Things, you have at least saw his face somewhere. <laughs> at this point, yeah. I think it's fun cause, uh, funny because, like I said, I didn't remember at all what happened in season three, really. Mm-hmm. I just remember the, the character introductions and the fact that there was a whole thing with them and, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think... Season one or maybe two, and this season are my favorite. And I think season one and two, and uh, this one because uh, season one was very. You only don't like season three because you don't remember it. Season three, I'm sure it was good. <laughs> I I remember enjoying it. I don't remember what happened, but I remember enjoying it. Uh, the issue is that like, uh, the season one was very like, ooh, this is a whole new world. This is getting exciting. Mm-hmm. I like this. this. is fun. Uh. And from what I recall from season two and three, like, they were more of the same. Like, they were very good. But I don't remember them being quite as, uh, like, the entirety of season four. We spent it thinking, oh, gosh, something's going to happen. What's going to happen? Like, we really wanted to see what the what was going on in the next episode because <clears throat> we assumed... Someone was going to die. Every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It was just very suspenseful in a, mm-hmm. in, in a very appropriate way. And I just felt more engaging. Uh, yeah, in the previous seasons, I think my least favorite part was probably just that, I don't know, one or two episode uh, bit where Eleven went to go see other survivors. Yeah. Which, I don't know if it makes complete sense, since in this season, apparently a lot of them were killed. Yeah. I don't know. I might be missing something there, too. But, I don't know, that was probably one of my least favorites, just because, I mean, it was still good. It was just 
less interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more interested in the weird creatures and uh, the group of friends trying to battle it. Yeah, you know, no, so. 100%. Uh, that, that's funny, too, because I remember her costume, mm-hmm. you know, Emo 11 or whatever. Yeah. But I did not remember that she went to go see other survivors. <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that? No, I like, I, I remember now. Yeah. After we went through it and, like, that, it was mentioned and everything, but, not, but, like, at the time when we started watching this, I was like, wait, there was other people? Yeah, they, they were, I don't think they really were ever mentioned in this season. The nah. people who were, who, who she met. Um, like, they had different numbers and everything, uh... The, the like the leader of the group was Kali Prasad. Mm. Uh, you have, yeah, I <laughs> got nothing. It, it wasn't. It didn't feel. I know we're not talking about the previous seasons, but it just didn't feel important. Mm-hmm. Like finding her real mother felt important, but anyway, this season everything felt very tense and stressful and it was very good yes uh, that's all i wanted to really say it was just i think this season is without a doubt better than the previous uh couple i would say because uh, it was fine but like <laughs> <laughs> i got nothing else to say about it uh so yes do you want to do the breakdown of what happened in, in this season or do you want me to do it i don't mind <clears throat> okay so, season four of Stranger Things. They are now in high school. Yeah. Big deal. Big deal for, for any kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially ones that never had parents and lived in a facility all their lives. Yeah. I'm sure there's, they're going to have a great time. And now is also trying to have a long distance relationship with their boyfriend. Ah, uh, yes. The easiest part of high school. <laughs> relationship. Um, and it's not short. I don't recall where... Uh, the town is, but it's so far from California. Um, I'm pretty sure they live in like middle America, fuck of nowhere. Yeah, probably like, I don't know, Indiana or something. Um, but in high school, pretending everything is cool and not telling Mike or any of the people from Hawkins that she's hating life. Uh, Eleven is getting bullied. It's just, it's a whole thing. Um... In last season, she's lost her powers, so she doesn't have anything to to fight back with. She can't get after the bullies, you know. Uh, so it turns out, without her power, she's very weak. <laughs> she's very weak and awkward and doesn't really know how to talk to people very well. Yeah. Um, which is fair. Um, Hawkins starts to see uh, teenagers and people... Uh, being murdered very, very <laughs> awful. It is so gruesome. And I, ever, like, okay, I loved this season, but I hated, I hated whenever that happened. Mm-hmm. When they started to lift up into the air, I, I just, I, I couldn't. That first death, mm-hmm. Cindy Lou Who, or the fuck that was. Yeah, Chrissy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did not expect that when yeah. everything just started cracking and popping. I, hated it so much. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, I, loved it. I watched the first one, the first crack and crack and pop, <laughs> but I, when I knew it was going to happen again, <laughs> I closed my eyes and I wish there was a way, like I wish I would have covered my ears as well because I, I just, I didn't like it. Oh yeah. A lot uh, of celery mainly, snapping. Mainly the, the jaw thing. Mm-hmm. I have a weird thing about that. Anyway, so kids start dying <laughs> <laughs> and um, Hawkins is 
uh, you know, up in arms because they, they, they need to figure out who's killing these children. Mm-hmm. Um, they decide to pin the blame on poor Eddie Munson, the yes. head of the D&D club at school. Yes, the Hellfire Club. Exactly. Because as we all know, D&D is witchcraft, Satan, read bullshit. In the 80s, it was, though, Ali. <laughs> in, in the, in the 80s, there was, a, there was a case where a man killed a bunch of people because of D&D. Okay, but that's just one guy. Yes, but this is in the 80s. Okay, and it's based in the <laughs> 80s. And this town... You know, so, so the first victim is of this murderer is Chrissy, uh, this cheerleader who has been having, like, hallucinations. She's, uh, you know, very stressed out, having, you know, an awful time, uh, living nightmares, very uh, Freddy Krueger-esque. Mm. And... Uh, she goes to Eddie Munson, who is the cool guy, I guess. Like, he's... He's <laughs> he's cool for a very specific set of students. Yes. Like, our our, our, our group of children <laughs> love him. Um, he has been held back. He has not been able to graduate for, like, three years. It is a 20-year-old he, man. <laughs> yeah. He's the head of the D&D club uh, group. That's not really a club, but just a group of friends. And he uh, is very intensely, like, he, he loves D&D. Very good. I would love to play oh, yeah. with it, him. It would be a hoot to play with him. And uh-huh. as you find out later on in the show, he's actually a, a very nice person yes. in some way, shape, or form. But uh, to, like, be around him when he's just talking about d and I could not stand it. <laughs> it would be insufferable. Uh, but he also sells drugs. So Chrissy, Chrissy goes to him. <laughs> As all <laughs> And uh, they have a little conversation. It's really cute, actually. And, like, it would have been so cute if they would have been friends or, like, kissed or something. But then he, she dies. He takes her home and uh, she has her hallucination, falls into the sky, snap, crackle, pop, and she's dead. <laughs> uh, and he goes into hiding because nobody's going to believe him. And nobody's going to believe that, you know, he didn't mangle this poor girl. And so they blame it on him. And uh, middle class, white, rich boy wearing his Letterman jacket accuses devil worship, D&D, and Eddie Munson. (laughs) And for some reason, the whole town agrees with him. Yep. And this sets off a wild-ass witch hunt. Mm -hmm. In which they don't just hunt Eddie Munson. They hunt all of his friends down. And like... Some of yes. which are 13-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, they, they figure out who the big, the big killer is, our, our main group of kids. It is a uh, monster called Vecna, who they call... Uh, no, they, they call him Vecna. His oh, name. yeah, Vecna, because it is the, D&D, the ca- D&D character that uh, Eddie Munson created. Uh, well, he's, he's a famous D&D uh, villain. Uh, it's a, one of the biggest, you know, final boss fights or whatever. Uh, same with like the well, not the but the the mind player and all that stuff. They're all big motherfucking monsters in D and D. So the kids being so imaginative, always name <laughs> the bad guy after one of those. <laughs> well, that's what they can you know uh, <laughs> relate it to. But they they figure it out. They figure out that he used to be a man boy. He used to be a man boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, I don't know, probably in his, like, he was probably, like, 20, maybe? He was a dude. He was a guy. Figure out that it's him and that he used to work in the same facility that Eleven grew up in. 
and that he murdered a bunch of kids <laughs> to try and escape. Uh, Eleven saved them, saved more people from dying, and pushed him into the Upside Down, which he kind of created a little bit. Like, it was already there, but he kind of made it into his own He, he colonized it. Yes. Um, he becomes this weird tentacly creature man, which I'm sure if you've, you know, uh, you've seen him, I'm sure. Mm. Um, I've seen too much of him. You can't search <laughs> back on Twitter. You just can't. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, they go through the rest of the show trying to defeat him and stop people from dying. Um, one of the main reasons is Max, who is a core member of the group, who has vast trauma and is not talking about it so <laughs> Vecna sees her as a prime target and tries to murder her and that's where Kate Bush comes in and <laughs> that's where the the music comes in to play and uh, I was hoping they would play the song once or twice but they play it so often it is still a good song I still like it but I thought it was going to be like the major death scene of Max or her her escape from Vecna. That's when they would play it. But then they kept playing it. Throughout the end. And kept playing it. Uh, yeah, so, and then they, you know, eventually they're able to uh, confront Vecna. Is he dead? That is questionable and probably will come up in the next season. Uh, Max is in a coma. She is not really there. Eleven brought her back from the dead, basically, after having a rough run-in with Vecna, mm -hmm. and when she tried to find her the way Eleven does, there was just darkness. Could not find Max. My theory is that she is in the Upside Down with Vecna, that her mind is melded with his or something. Mm -hmm. Well, he probably, uh, he's probably in one of those, like, pillar cocoon things uh, in, the, in the Vecna's mind Upside Down area. He's gotta go get her. Yeah, very possible. But that's the, that's the gist of it. Uh, people get hurt, people die, and there's a hentai monster murdering everyone. Yeah, like I said, Twitter uh, loves Vecna. I mean, the first time you really see him, <laughs> he's... He, like, he's in this beautiful house. And he goes to the attic, and he, basically he hooks up to this organic material that helps him go into the real world and snap, crackle, pop people. And it's just little tentacles that go into him. He just... They knew what they were doing. Come on. I mean, yeah. it, it, it They knew what was going to happen. <laughs> it demands some uh, tentacle hentai. <laughs> uh, it pretty much just is it. Just live action. Uh, <laughs> uh, this season uh, was the most metal. Uh, well, <laughs> that's... Just, that's yeah, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> to say the least, yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't, like, there's been deaths and things in other, other seasons, but this one was the most gruesome, mm -hmm. the most, like, aggressive, the most, the kids directly running after the villain and mm -hmm. trying to kill it themselves. Like, fucking, uh, usually Steve picks up something and tries to hit it. Yes. That's kind of his thing. Everyone's got a gun. <laughs> Everyone's got a fucking weapon. They built. They made Molotov cocktails. Like they geared up. It was so cool. Yeah. Well, they were. Uh, you know, this was. Even though the other seasons had their big villains, this season to them 
was a lot bigger because, like, it wasn't just attacking general population. It was kind of specifically attacking them. And so they were like, okay, well, (laughs) we got to save our own. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit of the Duffer brothers saying they're a little bit grown up now. We can be a little more aggressive with it. And also, uh, season five, I think, is our last. So we need to really drive it home, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, you can't snap, crackle, and pop the kids when they're first season one. They were, like, ten years old. Yeah. But now... Now they're 20. Uh, <laughs> playing 14-year-olds is yeah. very strange. Yeah, now you can snap, crackle, pop them all you want. <laughs> uh, Matt, let's get into the, the cut-up and the review and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, vibe, uh, I'm going with a solid 8 for me. I, I really enjoyed the... Uh, the suspensefulness of it i enjoyed the uh i don't know higher stake feeling of it all uh the only parts that the only part that i was having issue with like in terms of like just how it felt was that because everyone was so separated Mm -hmm. it felt like the story was never really like i know the point is that they're all gonna culminate in one place something's gonna happen but it felt like the story was being slowed down a lot by the fact that like uh, 11 was off you know doing her yoda training uh Mike and uh, Will were just, you know, dealing with gay angst without actually talking about it for a little drive across the whole country. Like, they they did so little throughout so much of the show, while the other group did a lot of shit. Well, yeah, because they're stealing Hawkins. I, they're I, in the, the eye of the storm. Of course, of course. I'm just saying, like... The the way they broke it up made it so that whenever they cut away to the other people, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. I love Will. I want to see him confess his feelings. That's great. But also, get back. I, I don't care. I want to go back. You know? Yeah. Like, even with Eleven, with, with her, like, whole Yoda training thing, because it was very, like, that you're now learning more about Vecna or who he was, uh, which was cool. But I was always like, I just want to see him shoot him. I just want to see them shoot him in the face. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That was just me. I, I, it was great and all, and it felt very suspenseful, but the entire time I, I just wanted them to move back to the other th- the other third of the of the show. So, like, got to give it, like, an eight. <laughs> I guess, so, yeah, that's your own preference. And that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, I give it a ten. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I think it's broken up like that to make you feel stressed out like you're supposed to feel anxious and terrified um and even when it was with uh eleven and will and argyle, argyle. <laughs> and jonathan and everyone uh when it was with that half of the crew uh it was still fun i think because i fell in love with argyle very quickly mm-hmm. <laughs> and um even though i mean I know Eleven, like, this show is based around her. My least, One of my least favorite characters. Um, so I was, like, really rooting for Will and, like... Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like the, the first time he comes on screen, he's painting this uh, beautiful piece of artwork. And I would just think to myself, oh, that's interesting, you know? Because he wants to keep it a secret and... They're, you know, they're, they're, they're about to go meet 11, uh, Mike and 
It's just Mike. Is it just Mike? Yeah. Oh, they're going to meet Mike at the airport. And so it's like, that's interesting. And then they go rollerblading. And I'm like, that's interesting. And the voice in my head keeps getting louder and louder. That's interesting. Until finally I'm like, that little boy. <laughs> that little boy is a little gay. And it, he he just cares about Mike so much. And uh, the fact that it just flies right over Mike's head. <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite scenes is... Uh, I guess, I guess it would be like two connecting scenes uh, is when Will and Mike are talking in the, the van, uh, the pizza van, on their way to Hawkins or on their way to find Eleven. And Will gives him this grand speech of, you know, Eleven loves you. You're the, you're, you're the core to our group and blah, 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 blah. And he's, he's saying that Eleven feels this way. <laughs> and sure, she might, but... What he means is, I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And you can see his brother, Jonathan, you can see him driving in the front seat like, I can hear everything right now. And he looks in the rear mirror. mirror, mirror. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some people might might have thought it was like a negative look or something. But you could just see it all over Jonathan's face like, oh, my poor little gay brother <laughs> like uh. he he understands like immediately that jonathan or that will has feelings for mike mm -hmm. and that's scary for him and that's scary for the 80s and oh, yeah. it's just it's just a really huge thing mm -hmm. and then they get to this pizza place and jonathan without without you know saying oh i told you so you're gay or something like that you know like outing him or something he talks to him and he's just like you know i love you and i will be there for you and if there's anything you need to talk about you can talk to me like i'm sorry that i wasn't there earlier for you i was just in my own head and all this stuff and it's a very sweet scene and it makes will cry and it's just so cute and <laughs> i love it so much and he's such a good big brother <sighs> he yeah he's such a great big brother i love him yeah, I, I would give it a 10 because I, I enjoyed both flip-flops. I, I enjoyed Hawkins and I enjoyed California. Eleven was okay. Her her Yoda training was all right. Um, it, it was interesting because you got to see uh, her past and the memories that she had forgotten. But uh, the the best part about her little training sessions were Dr. Owens, the, the, the doctor who was always like nice. just on her side, like, no, bro, she wants to leave. We gotta let her leave. She's not a prisoner. And then Papa was always very rude. Very rude. I'm very, uh, uh, very much a jailer. Uh, so. Yeah. No, Owens was pretty good. Uh, you know what's funny? I remember at some point, either at the end of season two or uh, season three, thinking, I think I even mentioned it like, Will's gay. Will's definitely going to be gay. <laughs> he uh, gives off that energy. He, he Sometimes you come across a child and they just give <laughs> off an energy and you're like... You're one of us, kid. <laughs> one day, if you haven't figured it out yet. Uh, but no, I, I forgot exactly what it was, but I think it was when he was still connected to like the Mind Flayer or whatever. I, if I recall, it was something to do with like uh, Mike's connection to him as friends mm -hmm. that helped him like get his shit under control. 
Uh, yeah, it was like it's like the end where they were at the high school um, after he had just been saved or something. Mm-hmm. Like right before he sees the thing in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, this kid's got this kid's got something going on. <laughs> this kid's got something going on. Here. Uh, but yeah, so. Seven and ten, or yeah, seven and ten, respectively. Uh, seven? I thought it was eight. You yeah, went down. I went down. <laughs> Holy cow. You must not like this season very much. I liked the season a lot, and I liked Will a lot, and his brother and Argyle. I just realized that the two other main characters I actually did not care for at all in this season. Eleven? Eleven story, I didn't really care. Mike, Mike's whole shit, didn't care at all about Mike. Yeah, but... <laughs> Poor Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nothing he did matter. He's a little to... turd. He does uh, nothing. <laughs> All season. He worries about Eleven and runs around flailing. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 you gotta, you gotta stay in eight, just for the fact that uh, Dustin and Eddie love each other and have a weird. Uh, fatherly brotherly love triangle bromance between steve eddie and dustin <laughs> and it's so good it's, that is a wonderful thing that happens. <laughs> but we know who wins that one <laughs> um okay i'm gonna keep it at eight but let's go on to uh skill let's rate the skill uh, i'm gonna go uh also with probably an eight on this one because like i said i think there was some pacing issues mm-hmm. uh but Writing is impeccable. It always has been. Previous seasons as well. Uh, these children are written like just real punk-ass kids. And it's perfect. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they seem like kids who played D&D. By that I mean kids who definitely weren't popular and thought they were better than everyone. But, you know, also didn't have any friends other than themselves. <laughs> so it's just right. Um, and also... They introduced, you know, new characters in this, and immediately those characters were beloved by all. <laughs> Which just, I mean, of course. Yeah. Uh, and the acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, the actors all came to play. Uh, not to mention, like, just... So the acting, the writing was all great. Uh, there were some pacing issues, but the, the, the final nail of, like, just goodness that was it all is... The they spend way more time in the upside down than in the previous seasons, and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the set design and the uh, the whole coordination of uh, between costuming and everything was awesome. the 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 big epic scene for Eddie on top of the fucking RV was one of the coolest looking things. Just period. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> so like, yeah, skill wise, technical wise, the solid eight, easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I give it a nine <laughs> because uh, I agree that everyone's acting was phenomenal and uh, just the story. Every I loved everything. <laughs> I loved everything. Um, they did play running up the hill two, 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 more, uh, two more times maybe than it was necessary, and uh, like because they could have kept it to like just Max. You know, because like that's her song that helps her disconnect from Vecna, helps her uh, get out of that awful upside down mind space. Um, so like, you know, when when the camera is focused on her, or when she's having a moment with Vecna or something, you can play the song. 
but they didn't. They played it with, like, every character, <laughs> all the characters. It was in the background, you know, whether it was uh, loud or it was, like, very soft playing in the background. It was always there. And, like, yeah, you could have picked a different song. <laughs> like, pick a different song for, you know, each character or something and play that when they're having a scene. But mm. they, they didn't. Um, yeah. I would have loved to know the other characters, like, in case of emergency song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that would have been pretty cool. Uh, but, um, I think that's probably... Well, See, I know it's a cliche, so, like, I don't want to give it less points because of it. Because it worked still. <laughs> it still worked. It was a very good scene. But every time they introduce a new character, they kill him. Yep. That's a, and a trope going on. So, it's like, you know, <laughs> Barb died, uh, mom, uh... Mom's boyfriend? Yeah. Well, I'm a writer. Judy. Jan. Jane. Jane. June. Well, I can't remember her name. It's a pretty simple name. Joyce. I knew it was a J. Joyce's boyfriend, Samwise Gamby. Gamgee. Bob Newby. Ah, yeah. So, you know, Barb dies, Bob dies. Uh,. There's, there's just so many characters that, you know, they introduce, and you're like, I kind of like this person, and then they they kill by the end of the season. And so when they introduced Eddie, I was kind of already expecting it. <laughs> Didn't expect it to go that hard, so I did cry <laughs> more than once. But, uh, yeah, I... Like, part of me wishes they would have kept Eddie alive, but I know they had to kill him because it just, it was such a strong, powerful scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, in, in the aftermath with Dustin, it really, I don't know, it just worked so well killing off Eddie. I just wish it wouldn't have, I just wish it didn't have to be that way sometimes, you know? <laughs> um, See, here's the thing. If it wasn't Eddie, it would have had to have been someone else. Someone was going to die. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it would have had to have been Steve, because then their father-son the triangle would have been a triangle forever. That can't happen. I mean, they would have just moved away. Uh, but I think I think I'll give it a nine because because of the the song <laughs> kept playing and playing and playing and playing, and because of the fact that they kill every new character. Yeah. So it's it's a little predictable. Mm-hmm. It was sad and it was a very good scene, but predictable that yeah. he, like we we knew he would die. Mm-hmm. I thought somebody else was gonna die, but yeah. he, just him. I mean, Max <laughs> kind of died. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> She's deadish. Um, yeah, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, lastly, purpose. Uh, you know, just generally did this season seem like it was trying to do something and did it do that well? Um, I think this might be where its lowest score comes in for me because uh, it seemed like there's a few things going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're trying to build the stakes while also 
setting up for the final climactic, this is the end season, where they're going to bring Vecna back to be, like, the final guy. It seems like he's definitely not dead. <laughs> uh, so, like, in terms of, did they do that? Yeah, they, they set up the ending, I think. They set up for season five very well. But I don't think that they did a great job of really, like, figuring out the the world and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a lot of things going on in the background that made very little sense to me. Like what? Like uh, the the weird <laughs> different military organizations that are all like fighting against each other to try and control Eleven or whoever else. Like there's a lot of stuff going on with that that seemed like it could have been not resolved or anything, but like at least put together so that it either was more a part of the plot, like it was more important, or it just didn't need to be there. Because <laughs> as far as the the importance in the plot goes. It seemed like it was they mostly just showed up to get make people leave from wherever back to back to Hawkins or to mess things up just generally or to get killed so you can see eleven user powers. Like that that was about it. They didn't that whole fight didn't seem like it was meaningful, you know? And it felt like they were it felt like it was meant to do more with that or they that maybe you should have done more with that. And they didn't. Uh, so I don't think that was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, like setting the stakes or whatnot. And don't get me wrong, they introduced this cool character and they killed him off, but they've done that every season, so like it was not a huge deal. And they did mess up uh, Max pretty badly, but she's not super dead. There's a chance she can come back. So like it seemed like everything that they did, like they were leading up to like, this big like ah, uh, there are real stakes in this show. There, there characters that you love might die or whatever. But it all seemed at the end of it just kind of like teasing. Like there, there could have been, but like not really. <laughs> They're gonna come back. It's gonna be fine. No character has been here since season one's gonna actually die. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen season five yet. It's true. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying that in terms of like in terms of, like, the purpose of the season to, like, set up those stakes to, like, make it seem like that's what's going on, mm-hmm. I don't think it did as good a job as it could have because it... <laughs> because of the way it went. Uh, that's about all I've got, really, in terms of why I think this might be its its lowest score for me. Uh, I'm gonna go with a 7 for purpose. What about you? Um, I'll probably give it a 9. Um, just because I think it said the things that it wanted to say and it, it they accomplished what they wanted i understand that the you know it seemed like they were going to kill off more characters make it seem you know like these these characters are just human too they're not like uh, heroes or anything like they can die uh but i think they're uh, having eddie die and then having max be put into a coma even though she's the only one from the core group who got hurt really I, I still think it felt it felt good like it felt uh like they're not safe you know what mm-hmm. I mean I do feel like the, there was a scene where Nancy Nancy came into contact with Vecna and he just he tells her you know give a message to Eleven for me which seemed a little off to me because it didn't seem like 
like through the, the whole season, it didn't seem like Vecna was the kind of guy who would, who would host, I'll, I'll set you free as a message. He seemed like the kind of guy who was like, oh, uh, you're dead now. I found you. <laughs> um, so that was kind of weird, but um, the fact that they didn't kill any other core characters didn't feel like too big of a deal to me. Um, I do understand also the the second military group that was after Eleven. Like, there was the, the scientific, uh, I don't know, what's the science uh, military group that, you know, had her in the beginning, and so they gathered her again to, to reteach her these these powers that she had lost, uh, so that she can fight this bigger thing that that they know is coming. Um, and this this the I don't know more serious, more uh, uh, aggressive, less sciency. Like like they believe less in science and more in guns or something like they <laughs> they they were very uh, aggressive about you know uh, getting 11 and killing her because she's the problem like she's the reason all this is happening which is kind of true um but <laughs> but um it they, they didn't really discuss like who sent them it was just this like general who decided that Eleven needed to die. Like it didn't, it didn't tell us, you know, uh, the president or somebody, somebody of of high power was like, you know, yeah, you got to go kill this kid. So it did seem a little weird, but I mean, I I, th- I think the thing is that this season seemed like it was trying to clean things up mm-hmm. so that the next season would, you know, have its have everything ready for whatever big blowout is going to do. Uh, they dealt with the whole Russia thing. They've killed everyone there and, you know, resolved whatever is going on there. But, like, they didn't really. Because why was this re- why was this prison researching the, the demic organs and all this stuff? What government organization in America was like, ah, let's do this. Like, <clears throat> it seemed like they were trying to finish those storylines by killing off this, you know, military group here and killing off that military group there. But they didn't do anything with, like introducing all right here are the people who are actually in charge mm-hmm. who might who might they might come in in season five but that seems like time that they're gonna waste that they could have done in season four without too much trouble mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's why i'm saying that i i think this is what they were trying to do i just don't think they did it as well as they could have uh but that's you know side plot stuff the main mm-hmm. plot obviously they did an <laughs> amazing way yeah. well i know that in uh, in the previous season, when Hopper gets t- teleported to Russia, um, it made me think that uh, because of what happened in Hawkins, a portal opened up in Russia. Like for some reason, it made me think that you know it it kind of just rippled, like it it just tore another. Portal into Russia, which doesn't really make any sense, but makes more sense than I guess Russia knowing about the upside down. But it did that because they were, you know, doing stuff in season three, you know, trying to get whatever was going on there. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. They were involved, and that, that's all I'm saying. Like there, there was certain strings that seemed like they were trying to cut so they could have a you know more streamlined season five. 
but it just made certain things a little messier. Like yeah. there's the 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 demigorgons and the 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 mind flayer from that are currently left in, that were in Russia that escaped. That doesn't really get brought up. <laughs> I feel like we're 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 missing something from season three that we're not remembering, and that it does make more sense uh, with Russia. But uh, I'm still going to give it a nine. That's very possible. Um, I'm still going to give it a nine. Uh, I I liked it. I liked the whole thing. Um, I didn't really have a lot of problems with it. Uh, so there you go. I guess another, my last problem ish thing would be that Steve deserves better than Nancy. <laughs> because well just because you know Steve he has always been there for her even even in season 1, you know. He was kind of a douchebag but he got his stuff together and now he's a fan favorite. Now like everybody loves him. The kids love him. And uh she, you know, she picks Jonathan, who had been creeping on her with his camera, which, whatever, no big deal. She likes him. Um, <laughs> but, like, she didn't even break up with Steve. She just got mad at him and then started kissing Jonathan. And instead of Steve getting mad, he was like, okay, I understand. And then he finds out that there's monsters, and he runs back to this house to defeat this monster where his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend are so like he risks his life for them even though she's kind of was mean to him yeah uh and he he's constantly taking care of the kids and he you know he wants this big group of kids and a wife and he wants to travel in his rv and all this stuff and she's you know giving him lovey-dovey eyes but in the end when jonathan shows up she is like oh my god jonathan i love you so much so good to see you and yeah, it's her boyfriend, but like I don't know. I I I'm not saying I don't like Nancy. I'm just saying I think Steve could do better. Oh yeah, Same. which is a, <laughs> a possible reason why so many people on the internet are shipping Steve and Eddie because that would have been so fun. But there's no way that Steve is gay. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Like he might have like bi wife energy, but he himself is not. He's not gay. He does. He doesn't give off that feeling. He gives off the feeling of he wants a wife and kids and a white picket fence. Like he he might let his wife peg him a little bit, but he's he's <laughs> he's he'd be so nervous and so scared to actually like kiss a boy. Mm-hmm. Now I think I think the thing is that Steve has. Single mom energy, and they can't let him end up with someone. He'll he won't be a single mom anymore. <laughs> At the end of the season, when he was watching uh, Robin flirt with that girl, he was so proud, such a <laughs> proud mom. Like you can't you can't just stop that. Uh, <laughs> he deserves love too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's calculate the final total. And our final score for <clears throat> season four of Stranger Things is a solid 8.3. In reality, I would give it a 9 or a 10. Sure, but our, <laughs> our combined cumulative total, they heard your score. <laughs> they know what you give it. But together, we give it an average of 8.3. Quite a phenomenal show. Yes. 
but that is kind of all I've got to say. Yeah, I think we're all done here. Well, then, thank you for watching, everyone, and goodbye.